Yeah, I think that a lot of businesses, they build the affiliate program and then they just sit back and wait for the money to come in. <laughs> and that's just not how it works. You, you, it, A lot of times when um, businesses build an affiliate program, they don't really have the strategy, which I, I, I mentioned before is super important. And so they think that, you know, building the program, putting a link on their website, they're going to get a bunch of like super affiliates coming to join their program. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Frederick. Frederick, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Super excited to join the show. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. For sure. So my name is Frederick Jean Bart. I've been in affiliate marketing for over 15 years. Um, throughout that time, I've worked on the affiliate network side, uh, managing affiliates and brands. I've worked on the brand side, building and managing programs, and I've also been an affiliate myself. So in terms of affiliate marketing, definitely my domain of expertise. And I own a uh, an agency, a consulting agency called Performance Partners. And we work with direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands in the seven to eight-figure range. And we help them give the strategy to build scalable, profitable affiliate programs. And then we connect them with some of the biggest affiliates in the world. Nice. I love it. So let's back up the bus a little bit. How did you get into affiliate marketing as your thing? It was just random. I, uh, <laughs> I was, I was getting, I, I graduated university around uh, the 2008 recession. So the job market was pretty tough. Um, and I, you know, I really wanted to go into marketing and uh, I'd been to like a bunch of interviews where they kept saying like, Oh yeah, this is a marketing role. And then I'd go there and then it was like selling knives door to door. So uh, I was, the purpose of that is because I was very, very jaded and I came across this other ad for this marketing company. It was affiliate marketing. And I was like, I don't know, but it was close to my house. So I decided to give it a shot. Um, and it was a job at an affiliate network and I took it and it changed my life. So that's how I got into the industry. Um, and I, I, you know, through that first initial job, I've been able to transition to, you know, managing a team of affiliate managers, working and starting a, um, an office out in Europe, and now to owning my own agency. Nice. I love it. So in the world of, of affiliate marketing, there is a huge spectrum of what you can do and what you can do and what, yes. well, not what you can't do, but what somebody does and what they don't do if once they've cho chosen that, their, their vein that they want to go down. So Talk to me about the spectrum of affiliate marketing and kind of, and then we'll hone in on uh, what you love to work with. For sure. So I would say there are uh, four different types of affiliates. Uh, there's number one, there are the publishers. So these can be like a review, a blog site, an emailer. Um, you have your number two is your influencers and content creators. Number three would be your coupon sites. Um, and these are kind of like those three there. These are like the traditional affiliates. If you, I, I feel like if you would ask 90% of people in the industry, even outside of the industry, these are the three that they would mention. But there's a fourth type that I work with. And these are like performance affiliates. And, and they're affiliates that run ads on campaigns like uh, paid social, uh, paid search, and 
display. So they're they're kind of media buyers who work on a performance basis. So those are the four different types of affiliates. Um, honestly, I, I would say each one has their benefits and disadvantages. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of like the breakdown of the different types of affiliates that you can work with. Nice. And just to remind us, the ones that you typically home in on are? The media buyers. So media buyers. I, I, yeah, so I can explain it. So yeah. um, a media buyer can be anyone who it, it's, it's very similar to with each affiliate model. Basically, you're promoting someone, another company's product. And every time you generate a sale or a customer for that company, they will pay you either a fixed commission or they pay you some type of rev share or percentage of the sale. So that's the same model basically with all four. And that's at the core of affiliate marketing. With the media buyers, what they do is they just, they'll take that affiliate link and they run ads on like Facebook, TikTok, Google, and they're trying to get customers through these platforms. And every time they get a customer for the brand, that brand will pay them fixed commission. Nice. So this peeps is what I keep talking about is when you go through the growth phase and into the scaling phase, this is the scaling phase is when you get to throw money at the problem and, ah. and your business grows. So th this is kind of the nirvana of, of most people's perception of business because they, they want to get to that point and they think that they can start there, but let's kind of back up your client's bus a little bit. Who, how much do they need to have kind of in um, in place already before they come and meet you or how much do you help them to build up to that phase uh, so that they're ready for you? Mm -hmm. So I, I think, so I'll, I'll break it down into our ICP and the type of clients we work with, but then I can also explain outside, uh, outside of that and how those type of clients could work on an affiliate program. So in terms of the, the clients that we work with, we work with, with e-commerce brands in the seven to eight figure range typically in like health and wellness, beauty, pets, verticals, those ones work really well for us. Mm -hmm. um, and we always say that affiliate marketing, a lot of people, like there is a lot of things going around the internet about affiliate <laughs> marketing. Typically it's make a lot of money, make it really quickly. <laughs> and part of that is true and part of that is not true. So can you make a lot of money from affiliate marketing? Yes. Can you make it quickly? <sighs> Rarely. It Like, like with everything <laughs> in life, you know, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes consistency, it takes patience. But if you can do those things, there are lots of people making tons of money with affiliate marketing. Um, now, I would say, so for our clients that we work with, we always say, before you start with an affiliate program, because the, the affiliate program isn't going to be your savior, you kind of want to have a good solid foundation of your business. So you want to be running some paid ads yourself internally or with an agency, you want to have your SEO done. You want to have some kind of email marketing. You want to have like conversion rate optimization. So being able to, to convert a customer through like funnels. So you want to have a good solid foundation and then you add the affiliate program and then it can explode. Now, let's say that you're not an e-commerce brand and, and you're, you don't really have a big budget and you're looking to get started with, with affiliate marketing. It can definitely be done. You know, so like there are affiliate networks and affiliate platforms out there that make it very simple to set up an affiliate um, like program. Mm -hmm. And once you get it set up, right, that's pretty much the easy part. They make it very simple, these technologies. The, the key thing now is you need to figure out a way of finding who are good partners for your business, right? And so again, like 
setting up on the, the affiliate platforms, they don't really, that doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, going out there and finding affiliates, you know, you can hire a VA that can reach, do reach outs. You can do reach out yourself. That doesn't really cost much. And then once you do find a partner who is interested, it does align with your brand and you do want to work together. I mean, affiliate marketing is the, is the best model where you can get growth without any capital investment. So when you, once you start working with an affiliate partner, you don't pay them and unless they get a result for you, whether that's a customer or a lead. So you don't necessarily need to have a lot of money per se. Um, I think what you really need to have is the right strategy, right? So I think more than anything, it's who are the right types of affiliates that we want to work with, right? So like if I'm selling, um, you know, like a, a marketing SaaS platform, I want to find maybe review sites or blogs in that niche. I want to find like content creators who are experts who are, that have a good audience. You know, I don't want to just go partner with any random person that signs up to my program just because they signed up. Um, so it, it's the strategy that's more important, more so than, than actually the amount that you'll have to invest in it. Nice. So do you kind of act like a broker between people that have money and want to buy ads for other people and the people who have products and are going, Hey, who's, who's going to be marketing my products? Yeah. Yeah. Broker, advisor, <laughs> consultant, conciliary, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. me, <laughs> whatever you want to call Just it. Just don't yeah, call they... me late for dinner as my dad used to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, we, we basically, what I do is I connect the two worlds. So on, on one side here, we have the affiliates on the other side, we have like the brands, the merchants, people, the businesses, and I do help to connect them um, because it, it's it's super important that they have to align for it to work. Nice. So on the kind of affiliate side, somebody that just, or um, you had a name for them, I forget what it was offhand, but they just, they have some money and they're like, hey, I want to be able to increase this. Could somebody be in a position right now, say they got a buyout and they're like, yeah, I want to be able to start a company. I don't want to come up with products, but I will pay for the ads and do those things. Will you help them to set that up so that they can then turn that into a business where they're just kind of throwing money at ads, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the good part about working with these affiliates that are media buyers, right, is um, it's a much it's a much <laughs> more cost effective way than hiring an employee internally or um, working with an agency. And I, I can give you a breakdown. So yeah. if, you, if you hire a, a, an employee or you hire an agency, you're going to have costs to pay for their services, one. And then two, you're going to have to, whatever like the budget is for the ad spend, you're going to have to front that with your own credit card. So that's two separate ways, right? With the media buyers who are affiliates, you, again, it's purely performance. So you only pay them when they generate a sale or a lead or a customer. Mm -hmm. um, and two is they actually use their own money to run the ads. So it's, it's great. And you can work with multiple, multiple affiliates who are media oh, yeah. buyers. One could be an expert in Facebook. Another could be an expert in, in YouTube. Um, you know, each one of them has a different approach mm -hmm. and affiliate a could, could think of a way to target a certain type of customer. Affiliate B can think of a different way of targeting a completely different customer segment. And now you have this team of like online digital experts and they're all bringing you in different customers than maybe you would have necessarily been targeting yourself if you were 
working with one employee or one agency. Oh, so, absolutely. So yeah, so um, I'll be getting to those ones. So just to sort of keep it visually clear, I guess, for people. Mm -hmm. So there's the media buyers that somebody, mm -hmm. if they got a buyout and decided they wanted to go in from, into business for themselves, could work with you and just become a media buyer, figuring out how that works, knowing that there are currently businesses that that is their, that's their MO, that's what they do. And, mm -hmm. and then on the other side I, uh, are the product developers, let's call them, unless you have a better name for them. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> merchants, businesses, merchants. Yep. brands. Right. So they have a product that or service, most likely product that they want to be able to export because it has to be scalable at this point, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's not just a repeatable business. It's it's scaling because if yeah. you're going to throw money at that problem, you probably have thousands of clients within a week as opposed to you know six. Yes. Yeah. So so I I can give you like a, a another breakdown of the difference yeah. between so like. The, the three traditional affiliates that I talked about in the beginning. So there are the publishers, so like the bloggers, review sites, you yeah. have your influencers and content creators. Mm -hmm. And then the third are the, the coupon sites, with, which each three of these, they can generate customers or sales for you based on their audience size, right? So if, you're, if you own a blog and you get 10,000 visitors a month, and you're generating X amount of customers, let's, let's say five customers a day for, for a specific brand. And that, that company says, we love your traffic. We want you to scale up. Well, it's not that easy for them. They'd have to increase the size of their audience. It takes time. The difference between them and the media buyers, well, the media buyers are just, they're, they're running ads on Facebook. So they just need to increase the budget, double the budget, triple the budget, quadruple the budget, and you're going to get that much more customers. And so that's why this type of affiliate that we work with Mm -hmm. um, it allows for aggressive, aggressive growth and scale. Nice. Love it. So now let's focus on the, the product producer. They have a product. They're like, yep, this is great. I just need mm -hmm. to get more eyeballs on my product. They go and mm -hmm. meet with you and you set them up with affiliate marketers. Yes. Yeah. Or media I, I mean, buyers. So before we need to make sure that, that they have, they're a good fit, right? Mm -hmm. Like not every company or product is a good fit for affiliate marketing. So like, let's say, for example, if you came to me and you said, hey, Fred, I own a, a Kleenex company and I want to start an affiliate program. I would say, I don't You're necessarily get sued know. You're for using the word Kleenex, but okay. <laughs> That's problem number one. We're not even, we're not even touching yeah, let's that. Let's not go there. <laughs> but like issue number two is it's like, well, that's not a, like, A, you can get Kleenex anywhere. And and right. and two, it's not something that affiliates are excited to promote. So well, and I kind of doubt you've got up to the point of being a seven-figure business selling tissue and looking <laughs> for affiliate marketing. Like, that's right. just, right. you're not there. So right. if they're, presumably, they have to have a product. They already have to have had, you know, X amount of clients that are buying this. So they're, they already have that, that marketing product stream. They're that just product not, market fit. Right. Yeah. Uh, because, and typically I'm going to guess is that you're not looking for people that are, you know, working with the Walmarts of the world that they're doing mostly online, or do they have the contracts with the Walmarts and they're looking to get online? A little bit of A, a little bit of B. I, right. I would say mostly it's the like direct to consumer. So the ones that are online. They can either be selling through their own online site or they could be selling through Amazon. 
Mm -hmm. um, and they're looking to like increase their like Shopify store channel. Mm -hmm. Um, But others, you know, the e-commerce world is changing right now. Whereas five years ago, everyone was like direct consumer, screw the retailers. Now you go on the retailers and you're like, hey, wasn't this the like biggest online brand? And, And now you hear more people talking about how retail is an important part of the strategy. So I, I I don't think there's like one or the other. I I think that it, it if you can get as many channels to acquire customers, that just increases the valuation of your business. Absolutely. So look, if you're looking at a say a makeup company and they have contracts out there, is it I guess more lucrative to be able to open up the contract? So instead of just uh, working with somebody like Sephora and going through there to be able to go through Sephora and uh, digital marketing and being able to kind of making sure that the contract is open and not closed. Yeah. So I, I would say that with most things in life, diversification is always a good thing. It's always good to to not put all of your eggs in one basket. And so um, one of the, the main value adds of creating an affiliate channel is that it, it generates a new source of revenue for your business. Like I think if the the number one thing that I would want your listeners to understand is that if you create a, a good affiliate program, it's just going to add new revenue to you. So that doesn't that doesn't mean you need to cancel any of the other sources. If you work with retailers, if you work with Amazon, you don't need to like stop doing any of that. You're just adding another way of getting customers and that diversifies diversifies your risk exposure. And two, increases the value of your business. So it's it's a great thing to do. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking some of the retailers would ask for an exclusivity clause. Um, I do not recommend that at all. I know a lot of people that have had distribution through Costco, particularly that, you know, as soon as a product goes, you know, the consumer catches on to it. It's like, okay, now we need to have, you know, we had a 10,000 before and we need to have 100,000 next month. And then, mm-hmm. and then the month after that, it's like, ah, eh, didn't sell. We're back to 10,000. <laughs> so Yeah. I, I have some friends that are big into the retail game and they're very successful and, and they complain all the time. <laughs> they get, they get bullied basically by retailers. That's the retail game is you just get bullied constantly <laughs> all day long. So if you're tired just, of being bullied, we'll come and talk to Frederick and we'll get it all dealt with. <laughs> yeah, you you can, you know, you, you get being a little more margin. Them. Yeah, a little more margin to play with. You get access, you know, you get to own your customer data so you can like remarket them there. I mean, obviously, it's that's not to say that there are no benefits for retailers, but mm. I would I would say overall, if you're working with especially big box retailers, your margins are going to be a lot slimmer. Right. Makes sense. Awesome. So is there anything that you've seen that people are doing wrong before they get to you? And it's like, oh, I wish you had come to me first. Yeah, I think that a lot of businesses, they build the affiliate program and then they just sit back and wait for the money to come in. <laughs> and that's just not how it works. You, you it, A lot of times when um, businesses build an affiliate program, they don't really have the strategy, which I, I mentioned before is super important. And so they think that, you know, building the program, putting a link on their website, they're going to get a bunch of like super affiliates coming to join their program. And that's the furthest from the truth. What they're going to get is a bunch of time wasters. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> a bunch of people, they're going to sign up that, that are going to say, I've never done affiliate marketing, but I want to work with you. And they're just going to waste your time. And so 
you have to have some type of outbound strategy in terms of you have to go out there and recruit the right affiliates and you have to go out there and pitch the right partners um, because they're not necessarily just going to come to you. Absolutely. That's, that's the biggest thing. Awesome. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. For sure. So we were working with, uh, and I won't, I won't say the name just to respect their privacy and not get any lawsuits or anything. Um, but they were a pretty big direct to consumer fitness brand, supplement brand. And, um, you know, before working with them, they had an affiliate program where they were generating um, sales, primarily working with like influencers and content creators and publishers like bloggers and review sites. Um, they were also generating sales through their internal team. And what we did is we, we followed this strategy where we built them, you know, direct response landing pages. We built them like high converting uh, UGC, user generated content for their creatives. But more importantly is we connected them with some of the biggest affiliate media buyers in the world. And so what happened from there is um, the affiliates started generating more revenue than anyone else in the company. And that represented a major, major source of their acquisition strategy mm -hmm. and it to the point where the internal team you know kind of like slowed down their spend because it was just more efficient to let the affiliates run um, thing, yep. yeah because you know when when you're when you're another good thing that i didn't mention before so mm -hmm. when you're running ads um you know let's say on facebook you know the ads can go like this. It's not a steady, you know, if you're, you're not paying $50 to acquire that customer every single day, some days it's 55, some days it's 40. So it goes up and down, mm -hmm. but with the affiliate channel, you pay them a steady amount. So like, let's say you pay them $50, you know, that every single customer you're getting is you're paying $50. And so that, that allows you to plan and allows you to, to grow faster. Um, and this company, you know, they, they, they literally generated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sales a day. And they ended up getting acquired for a nine figure deal from a very big multinational company. And I mean, I think that is the best kind of Cinderella story out there in terms of not having an affiliate program, then having one, then getting acquired for nine figures. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Right. I love yeah. it. So for all of you CEOs out there who are thinking that paying commission is an expense to your bottom line, <laughs> I hope you were listening to that. If you're not, rewind, play it again and again and again until you figure that out. Because that mm -hmm. is that to me, when it comes to affiliate marketing, is just the most, well, in sales, is the most inane kind of thinking I've ever heard of is when the CEOs are saying, oh no, commission is an expense. It's like mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, really not <laughs> you know the thing is it's it's like the the thing about the performance model is if if you're typically working like let's say if you go the opposite way so if you have an uh, an employee who's running ads for you if you have an agency that's running ads for you they may or may not be good but you still kind of have to pay them of course you can end the contract or you can let them go kind of thing but but if they're on 100 percent commission right <laughs> if they're on yeah, but if you're working with the affiliates that are on 100% commission, if they're bad at what they do, then they're not generating any customers and you're not paying them anything. It's it's exactly. it's such a cost-efficient way of acquiring customers. Exactly. And if they're getting paid more than you are, it's worth every dime. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there there are a lot of benefits to working with them for sure. Nice, I love it. So, what are some of the struggles that a we're gonna call them a product producer might have that they're thinking, "Oh my God, Frederick, we need you so badly." Well, I think number one is you need to know who these affiliates are, and it's hard, you know. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to work with like a blogger or a coupon site or a content creator, they're very easy to find. You just do a Google search, and you can find them. A lot of the affiliate media buyers that we work with are actually they're actually agencies mm -hmm. or like a they could be a team uh, of an agency or a one person media buyer. And on the side, they run affiliate marketing to generate extra revenue. So you'll never know that they're running affiliate at, uh, programs. Yeah. Um, so number one is is that. But number two is then in order to like the 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 best affiliates, right? Everyone's trying to hit them up. You know, mm -hmm. you have the networks, you have the affiliate managers, you have the different brands and companies. Everyone, when when people know that that's oh that's a big affiliate, they all want to work with them because they could literally just change your life. So they they develop this kind of moat around them or or gate that you have to overcome. And you have to know what aspects get them excited, mm -hmm. right? So there are certain things that a, an affiliate media buyer wants to see. They want to, they don't want to be a guinea pig. They don't want to just come in and, and you've never had any sales before and they have to waste all of their money and lose a bunch of money. So they want to, they want to, yeah, they want to <laughs> see that, that there's a product market fit. They want to see that you're able to generate sales online. They want to see that you have good content, whether that's landing pages, uh, whether it's, it's creative like UGC, um, they want to, they want to ensure that they get a, a good payout, right? Because the whole model is everyone has to be profitable. It, it can't just be the, the business owner is profitable and the affiliate is not. Yep. the model doesn't work. So right. the commission or the payout that you're giving to that affiliate is super, super important. Um, so these are some of the things that we help businesses with to like build a strategy, work on these things first. And once you have all of these, present it to these affiliates and then these affiliates get really excited and are excited to actually work with you. Nice. Well, and I think there's an aspect here too that we've overlooked is that traditional marketing or retail bricks and mortar marketing is very, very, very different than online marketing. And you cannot just take the same marketing that you have on a billboard, put it on a website and call it done and think mm -hmm. that you're going to have the same kind of uh, conversions because you're not. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's less branding and more direct response because you want to get that customer to just buy today. Now. Like that's, yeah, <laughs> now. The, the, these affiliates, right? If you think about it, if the affiliate runs an ad, mm -hmm. right? And they're spending their own money and they only make money if they get a customer to buy from their ad, they don't care to like run a branding ad where the customer may come back in a week or two and they're not going to get paid for that. Their whole thing, what they're really good at is customer sees their ad, customer buys today. Now. No. <laughs> I think it was really important is there is no enticement in online affiliate marketing. There is no, hey, next week we're gonna have this. Come back next week. Yeah. Okay, no. it's gonna happen tomorrow. Okay, it's gonna happen in an hour. Okay, we're like that does not happen in mm. affiliate marketing. That happens with Apple. Absolutely, mm. right? The yes. new Apple comes out and everybody's gonna line up at the door. Tesla has taken that to a fine art. This car mm -hmm. is not going to be available for four years. <laughs> you got to mm -hmm. order it now. That does not happen with affiliate marketing. You are buying now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So I love it. 
I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start that journey with you? Yeah. So I would say the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me there, Frederick Jambar. I'm very active in, in the platform, probably too active, spent too much time <laughs> on LinkedIn, just sucks time away from me. Um, but I, I respond to everyone. I accept like pretty much all requests unless I see it's actually spam. And then you can also see me on uh, my site. It's www.performancepartners.agency. Um, either place you can find a calendar where you can book a free one-on-one strategy call with me. Love it. We will, of course, have all of Frederick's links on the show notes. So go ahead and scroll down or to the side, wherever they happen to be and open up another browser because we're not done yet. So Frederick, I get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Always. I actually, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just wrote a post about this on LinkedIn. Um, I always knew that I had like the skills, the traits, the mindset to do it. But one, I, I like, I never really had the idea. And two, I was scared of taking the leap. Mm. Um, and uh, this is my second go around as an entrepreneur. Um, the first time around, I was able to like, just learn and see that it's not so bad. Like, you know, it's not this complicated thing that I, I made up in my head. Um, but like being in an, an affiliate marketing, all of the affiliates are basically entrepreneurs. And so I would go to these trade shows and see all these young people making so much money and I would just die inside because <laughs> I'm like, I'm smarter than this person. I'm more capable than that person. But the difference is like, you they're know, doing it. they're doing it. They executed. And so, um, that was a big thing for me. And, and now here I am, you know, I, I'm, I still consider myself a student of the game. I'm just trying to learn and grow and just learn and grow really, really fast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, to answer your question, I always knew like this, if my, I, I told everyone, right. When I first met my wife, one of the first things I said was if I did not give another attempt at being an entrepreneur, that would be my greatest regret in life. Like there is no way that I can live with myself because I know that I can do it deep inside. And so I'm living my dream right now. You know, I love it. I love it. That is awesome. You have been absolutely awesome. Any last words for peeps? No, I, you know, I am someone where I believe you gotta, you know, put out good energy, help people as much as possible. So I'm not one of these people where you message me, I'm going to ignore you. I will actually respond back to you. If you want to just ask me a question, I'm not going to just be like, that's going to cost you this amount. I, I like helping people. So um, feel free to hit me up, add me on LinkedIn, schedule a meeting. I'm always here to help. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thanks so much, Michelle. It's been great. Peeps, thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.